Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God. Good morning. Good to see everybody this morning. Especially welcome everyone that is watching us online. Of course, if you're online, you have the chat feature that's there. Hope you take advantage of that. The prayer tab, somebody will pray with you in real time. You have your sermon notes. Uh, also an outline that's all available there on your app. And so uh, glad to have you join us. Good to have everybody here in person. Uh, I see it's getting back a little bit to normal. We've got the, the old chairs in. That's good. Uh, it looks a little more normal because no one is sitting in the front. Uh, so that's about the same as that always was as well. So just a, a few things. Good to have everybody with us today. We started uh, some small groups back today. Several of the classes were able to meet back. And, and uh, so that was good to, to get some semblance of normal. I don't know if you saw over the weekend. Uh, Governor Bashir said that tomorrow he'll be coming out with some new guidelines uh, on moving uh, towards 100 uh, percent capacity. And so we'll have benchmarks that we'll have to meet. And that'll be really good to know what those benchmarks are and when we can do that. That'll give us some more uh, uh, some more hope as we go into the future. But good to have you uh, with us today. We're in a new sermon series called The Resurrection Changes Everything, and we're going to be talking about, uh, over the next few weeks, some very practical ways that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead changes your relationships, it changes your family, it changes your job, it changes everything about you, and we're going to be looking at several ways the resurrection changes everything. But we're going to begin this morning over in John chapter 3, and we're going to be talking about being born again and how through the resurrection of Jesus, that experience is going to be what changes us and causes all the other changes to take place. So take out your Bibles, uh, your, your phone, whatever, and turn over to John chapter 3. Well, uh, Dawn and I have a, have a swimming pool behind our house, and uh, we have a cover over the swimming pool in the winter. We don't take it off till like the end of May or whatever when we get the pool uh, all ready to open for the summertime. But in the spring, it rains, rains a lot. And sometimes we'll have all this water that looks like another pool just on the top of our cover. And if, we don't, if we're not diligent in trying to get it off and everything, and, you know, uh, you get this big puddle of water. Well, a few years ago, something happened. A couple of romantic frogs got into our uh, top of the, the cover there, and pretty soon there was one tadpole, two tadpole, three tadpole, and before you knew it, there were literally thousands of tadpoles uh, that were there. Now, I don't know if you know the process of a tadpole becoming a frog, but here's just a, a little picture for you right there. So you have these sweet little tadpoles swimming around the top of the cover of our swimming pool, and then they start morphing into these frogs. Now, the frogs that we had were about this big, okay? They weren't exactly big frogs. They weren't the bullfrogs that were trying to eat you. They were like that. But at night, this is what we would hear. And I'm going, how is that little frog making that noise? And there were literally, they were just coming out by the thousands, you know, that were there. So we didn't know what to do. We normally siphon all the water off with a little, uh, a little thing that we have there. But, you know, we didn't want PETA to come and arrest us for killing thousands uh, of tadpoles, so we weren't sure what to do there. 
Well, the, the, the youth were having, excuse me, the students were having uh, a scavenger hunt. And one of the things Emily wanted them to do in the scavenger hunt is when they figure out it's at your house and they come to your house, have a practical thing they can do to help you as part of the scavenger hunt. And so they show up at our house and we've got some buckets there. And we said, what you need to do to help us is you need to scoop the water and the tadpoles off, take them to the end of our yard and pour them in the creek, trying to save the tadpoles, of course. And, uh, and, and so, you know, that's what they did. By the end of the evening, after every group had come through, our, our cover was dry. We were able to take it off and open the pool fine. And no tadpoles were hurt during, well, I can't really say that, during, during this process. But that process of changing from a tadpole into a frog. We're going to be looking at that this morning and talking about what does it mean to be born again. And what does being born again have to do with the resurrection anyway? Uh, And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to ask five questions. Five questions is what we're going to be talking about. Five questions about being born again. And uh, as we go through those questions, we'll walk through John chapter 3. Now, what does being born again have to do with the resurrection? Well, Peter tells us over in 1 Peter 1.3, and this is what Peter says. He says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us a new birth, being born again. He's given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So what we see here is that whatever this new birth thing is, the way that it's ever even made possible to us is because Jesus rose from the grave and through his power and authority in his resurrection, this new birth and this living hope is now possible for us. So that kind of gets us going right there. Okay, so through the resurrection, we have this uh, opportunity for a new birth and a living hope. So let's start right off John chapter 3, starting with verse 1. And the first question we have is this. What does it mean to be born again? Let's just start at the very beginning. What does it mean to be born again? So let's see what happens. John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that no one can perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. So as our scripture begins here, uh, what we see is that there is a man named Nicodemus who is a Pharisee. Now, what was a Pharisee? Sometimes today, uh, you know, all we know is, oh, the Pharisees, they were the people that didn't like Jesus or something like that. Well, you know, the Pharisees were lay leaders who were extremely good religious people. As a matter of fact, they had a very high standard of living. You had to conform to that standard to be a Pharisee. You had certain things you had to learn and do to be a Pharisee uh, as you were going through that. And they even wore special robes that identified them as Pharisees. So even though we think, oh, these are the people that didn't like Jesus, in Jesus' age, they would have thought, these are the really good people. These are, these are the people that stand out as really holy and really good. Uh, so he was a Pharisee, a part of that very dedicated conservative religious group that was there. He wasn't just a Pharisee, though. Nicodemus was also a member of the Jewish ruling council, we're told. Now, that was probably the Sanhedrin, that, that 71-member uh, group that ran uh, the city of Jerusalem, basically. The Romans had ultimate power 